That's how fast Christmas is right there. It's happening. So that's my cue. Great to see you this morning. Glad you're here joining us together. And, uh, you know, uh, you're, yeah, you're looking, you're looking a bit flannel if you're online. Um, you know, if you got flannel pajamas, you could post that if you want. Uh, that's comfortable. That sounds good. Uh, some of you, it's flannel Sunday. It's like, no, it's Sunday. This is what I normally this is I normally wear, so it's not a, not a big deal at all. Uh, Chris, he kind of he kind of teased us a little bit with Christmas, didn't he? Yeah. Did you hear a little joy to the world, and it was like kind of like maybe ten verses, and that's it. We're we're gonna we're gonna hold back on that. Uh, actually, that is a little teaser for us because, as, as Stacy mentioned, you know, Christmas Eve is coming soon, and and so we just want you as there's some invitations. We'll hopefully have a few more next week, but. Man, it's happening the week after that Saturday that we're gathering. It's it's interesting time, 2.30 and 4 o'clock. And we picked those times because, well, they, they've been kind of more of the popular times where people come on Christmas Eve afternoon. And it works out really, really well for a lot of people in the community where, you know, they're able to, you know, come to church and then have an evening together with family and friends. And so if there's any way that you feel like, you know, God is leading you for an opportunity to invite someone uh, we, we suggest you not just blanket them in your neighborhood. Uh, no one needs more direct mail or spam mail or whatever. We, we, but just when there's an opportunity that you might have with a, a friend or coworker, and you're just talking about life and what's going on and what you've been up to, and the, the, the conversation is naturally, but maybe supernaturally, is led along as, as you pray and you pray for your friends, coworkers, whoever you're interacting with, that the invitation's there. And you'll feel it. You're going like, Oh, this is the moment that I that I'm going to invite them to Christmas Eve, and then they'll go. When is it? Now, what time is it? What what is it? And then, then you pull it out, and then you hand to them. Oh, by the way, I have one right here in my apron, or I have one in my pocket, or in my purse, whatever it might be, in my car. Let me get it for you. And obviously, digitally, we can we can send those out. But so don't just randomly shoot them out there. They're designed just to say, we love. I love for you. I'll save you a seat. Uh, this Christmas Eve. So I hope that you can do that and be with us here today. So we're in the, we're, we're doing Christmas. It's awesome. It has, has everybody got their shopping done? Raise your hand. You're all done. Us overachievers. Good job. There's a big percentage of people. Some of you are like, yeah, easy. Click, click. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> us guys, right? Some of us have done that already. And, or some people kind of wait too late, you know, and then, then you're in trouble. Then you're desperate. But don't, don't do that. Um, but it's kind of been feeling a little bit kind of pre-pandemic out there. Have you been shopping out in a store lately? Have you walked into some of these places? Like there's long lines, and then there's like, you know, really packed parking lots. There's complaining, and I'm going, oh my gosh, this is so like nostalgic. Like I, I remember these days. In fact, in fact, I kind of remember. It's kind of weird. The good old days. I remember the good old days where I just I just clicked things and it came to the the door. And now I'm back out there doing that. And but the reality is probably in your neighborhood there's a lot of brown trucks driving around. And and I don't know if your doorbell rings at like 11 o'clock at night. You know, like here's your package. Okay, thanks for letting me know that. Um, but but I was thinking about you know deliveries and everything that's going on in the holiday season. I, I had a season of you know like being a delivery boy for in my college days. I, I delivered. Man, I delivered papers, I delivered flowers, I delivered, uh, delivered pizza, and I delivered paint for a couple different paint stores. And I remember one summer between my, my junior and senior year, I was driving this delivery truck, and it had really wide 
uh, uh, mirrors. I don't know, maybe it pulled a trailer at one point. I don't know why it had these huge mirrors. And I found myself at times forgetting how wide those mirrors are when I made turns or I, you know, so I, I would come, I would bump little things like little trees and bushes and buildings and things along the way. And I, I'd have to, a couple times I got out and like, oh man, man, I almost hit whatever that was there. And, and so, but I'm driving along, and, and I'm, it's, it's the Seattle area, and I'm going into a really rough, a really rough area, South Central Seattle, Martin Luther King Boulevard, if you know where that's at. And, you know, this is way before GPS and even had a cell phone, and so all I had was a map and some addresses. And I'm trying to find, I'm looking on the, the side of a building as I'm going to look at the address, but I'm not paying attention to the parked cars along the, the so I'm driving along, and again, I, I say it was a rough neighborhood because I'm a little nervous about it all. And all of a sudden, I hear, bam! And I duck down. I'm like, man, that, like someone's shooting? What's going on? And I look in my side mirror, and there's this gang that comes out of a building. Now, I tell the story again and again. At some point, there's a gun involved. Um, later in my, when I retell this story, anyway, um, there isn't a gun, I'm not sure, but I think I, it always sounds better than there's a gun. But I got kind of freaked out a little bit because it looked like a gang, pretty rough group of guys, uh, uh, people coming out of this building. And so like, oh my gosh, like they, they, they think maybe there's a, there's a drive-by. And then I look and I see a, uh, a parked car near dangling. Like, I was the drive-by. I was the one that hit the mirror. And then like, what do you do now? kept driving. I know. I don't know what the statue of limitations are for drive-by pizza del uh, or paint delivery people. So, you know, you report me. That's fine. Uh, but, you know, kind of a little bit concerned about my life. It was, my, my, my deliveries were kind of a disruption. Uh, today, we're going to talk about how a delivery was very much a disruption, specifically to a very, very young, young teenage mother. Now, last week we talked about how this humble priest and his wife, and they, they really, the first story of Christmas that happens, and now it gets very real for this young gal Mary that we're going to look at here today. I mean, you, you think about Mary's life as a teenager, uh, you know, you think about how, in some ways, pretty predictable life that she had, right? She was betrothed to a man and, and pretty young, and you know, probably 15, 16 years old, maybe 14, we're not really sure of the age, pretty young. And, and so her life was normal, predictable. Like, this is what, it, this is what they do. This is how it works. This is, there, there's, and, and all good and fine, really. This is her lot in life until God intervenes. And this is what it says. And we'll lead up to, in fact, we'll lead up to what Jake read this morning. We'll get to this beautiful, magnificent, which is called this beautiful song that Mary prays. But before that, this is what it says. This is the encounter. You know, we're doing this series across our network, Encountering Christmas, His Presence. Here's the encounter this morning. It says this. It says in Luke that God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth to a town in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David, the virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you, highly, you are highly favored. And then I love this. It just sums up Christmas, sums up, really, the Bible. It's, it's, it says this, the Gabriel says, the, the Lord is with you. Then 
she needed to hear that because then this is the re her reaction though mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be uh, her first reaction is troubled <laughs> have you ever had this getting information it troubles you another tr translation of that would be confused or the word disturbed and, and, and i think we talk about this all the time like when an angel appears in the bible it's not a chubby little baby angel okay it's like warrior okay she is troubled she's in fear and so that's what the angel says to her. do not be afraid mary you have found favor with god now the word favor is the word it's also the word grace keros it's this it's not just Oh, giving a little bit of slack or a little bit of help, a little bit of encouragement. It actually is a supernatural empowerment, an, an endowment with the Spirit, the supernatural power of, of God. And, and she needed that. She, she was going to need this because of the task that the Lord was going to have for her to do. And so this is what Gabriel says. He says, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. Jesus, Heshua, means God saves. He will be great, and he'll be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. That is a big declaration of that baby is going to be special with that declaration. Pretty amazing, right? So, you know, you think about what her reaction is. You imagine just an average teenager today at reacting to that. They would, they would look up their phone, at their phone and they'd go, what? You, I, you want me to do What? That, well, no, here's her action. This is how she, she's, she responds. She's like, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? Now, I find it interesting that she responds to the angel very similar to Zechariah last week, where they kind of like, what's going to happen? I, I, what are you saying? And what, Zechariah, what was, the, what was God's response? Muted him for nine months. For Mary, she gets a little bit of grace here, a little bit of favor here, uh, because she, she is going to be what? I'm going to do what? And the angel answered her. Here, here's the step-by-step, step, Mary. This is what's going to take place. The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One we born we called the Son of God. Okay, I get that. <laughs> That's a huge news, right? But then here's the, look at this next part. For no word from God will ever fail. Whoa, whoa, that's a good verse to circle in your Bible. The word of God, it never fails. The, this, this work, this word that's going to happen, this work, God's work, and he's, his word, you can keep, he keeps his word, and he'll never fail. To so this promise, this big promise that would happen. Mary's response, for some of us, like, hard pass, Lord. I don't think I want to do that. No, listen to her response. She says this, I am the Lord's servant. Wow, what a, what a response, isn't it? To the, to the assignments and things that maybe God is giving you to do, would that, is that your initial response? Lord, you want me to do what? With who and what? I mean, really? I'm, I'm the Lord's servant. How I many you know God will... His assignments will take us out of our comfort zone. Can I say every time? Maybe almost every time. Why? I think it's every time is this because it's all faith. It's every, every time we're to step out, every time we're to do something out, outside our comfort zone. But here's the beautiful thing for Gabriel saying, but the Lord is with you. He's going to help you. He's going he's to help you through that. So, and, then, and then I love Mary's response here. May your word to me be fulfilled. 
It's a beautiful, beautiful response. This response of faith. Literally, that this labor that she's going to go into to give birth to the Son of God. I mean, if anyone in human history embodied the Christmas spirit, right? She would be the, 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 the surrogate of the Savior of the world. That sounds almost Max Lucado, okay? Doesn't it? The Savior of the, uh, the surrogate of the world. The secret of the Savior of the world is this moment where she expresses this, that this is to be fulfilled in her life, to experience this out. What a, what a beautiful, beautiful thing. Do you think there was some hidden doubts in there? I think so too. But her response was pretty amazing. Now here's the beautiful thing about Christmas. It's already happened. Ladies, there's no one here that you have to have the task to give birth to God the Son, okay? That job's been done. That has been done. That has been fulfilled. But how many know we still have a role? We still have this, this assignment that we're given to be carriers. Really, we could say it this way, to be carriers of the incarnation. That, that as Mary carried the, 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 the Christ child, the, the baby to be born by his spirit, right? God is Emmanuel, God with us. That we'd be carriers of it. And I think that's good news for all of us because the, the, the good news of what we declare, the good news of great joy for all people, they're, they're the Savior every morning. He's Christ the Lord. That, that great news, now we're carriers of it. We are the delivery people. We are the ones that God's called us to. And that's the work. Now all that assignment work is, well, it flies in the face of the world that we live in today and the culture. Our culture today has been revolved so much around us. You know, that, that somehow Christmas is all about us. And, and we do so put so much focus on that. And yet, in many ways, it does leave us pretty empty-handed and empty-hearted, doesn't it? A lot of disappointment this time of year. You know, we sing it's the most wonderful time of year. It's the most stressful time of year. And, and, and greed and impatience that's lost. And so, I, I, you know, this message, you, you, you think about people that it's the lonely shoppers in TJ Maxx. It's the, it's, the, it's the people that are grieving this year that the first time without their loved ones. There's hurting people in the hospital this time of year, as any time of year, but especially this time of year, how hard that would be. There's a lot of emptiness that's going around. And here we are. Christ in us, the hope of glory. If we're, if we're Christ follower, we're embodying, we're carriers of the incarnation. That this presence is what we need. His presence is what we need. We don't need more presence. We need more gifts. This is the beautiful thing, to be divine delivery people of it. And I think there's going to be some people in your life, in my life, that really do, again, need the, the Christmas message. There's people in your life, there's neighbors, there's loved ones, there's there's maybe people, your spouse, your own family members, your own children even this year, that Christmas comes around and around and around each year. But could this year be different? You know, Mary modeled it to us. She was, she was special and unique, but she was all human, 100%. I know some traditions think she had some other, well, she had favor, and she, she, there was a blessing that came in that unique work. But it's the same work that we have. It's the same work to be carriers of it. And I, I love this expression Mary has. She, she says, I'm a servant, here I am. And then she has this beautiful song. It's the Magnificent. It's this beautiful, in Latin means this, it, it, my soul magnifies the Lord. It's interesting, it kind of falls in the backdrop. Last week we looked at how John the Baptist was, 
conceived, and, and so Elizabeth, which is Mary's cousin, is carrying John. And Mary comes to visit her cousin. And there's this moment where John leaps in Elizabeth's womb when Mary enters in. This is what it says. It says, at this moment, Elizabeth says this, where it says she, she was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she explained, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. For why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greetings reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who's received that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. What a beautiful expression. Here's this backdrop. Elizabeth uh, expresses this, and here's Mary's song, the, her magnificent that she expresses. As Jake read earlier, Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Let's, let's not forget this encounter, this divine delivery was going to be a, an interruption, a major disruption to Mary's life. I mean, she is, you know, again, betrothed. She's pledged. It's a legal contract. It wasn't like two kids, like, hey, we should, we should get married. That would be a great thing. There's actually a, a deal that's struck with the family. The, the, the groom works it out with the, the woman's father, and pay some dowry. I mean, there's an there's a exchange that's happening. This thing is going to be settling in. And all of a sudden, there's news. And we'll look a little bit next week at Joseph's response to all this. But she's now pregnant? Like, uh, what? this is beyond awkward. This is, this is difficult. This is, this is complicated. This is very disruptive. Because if there's any inclination, like, well, then she was being unfaithful. It wasn't like, I'm breaking it off with you, woman. No, it was death. Mosaic law says that that person would be put, be stoned to death. I mean, this is serious things that are happening, going on. There's this disruption, and, and, and there's disruption when we, when we encounter God many times. How, how does he respond as we look before? I'm the Lord's servant. As Lord, you know, may you, your word be fulfilled to me. That was her response. But how do we respond? to it here we know we don't have to we're glad mary thank you the work you did bringing fruition the, the the savior of the world but christ in us now the the carriers of the incarnation in us what what do we do with that what do we do with what how do we respond to be that carriers of that and and as god fills us and works through us what what does that really look like well mary models this for us in a in a few ways and you're taking notes you can think about this a bit but the the first the first i would say is this is that she really responded in in joyful obedience she re, her her prayer here you know this my soul glorifies the lord my my spirit rejoices in god my savior that's her response is is rejoicing now you put joyful with obedience. I mean, we kind of get obedience, right? We kind of we know what that feels like. We all had to say growing up, our kids say, do I have to, right? That's usually the respond to obedience. And, you know, when we're, when we're obedient, it's not always fun. If it was fun, we just call it fun, right? It's, when you're obedient, it's not always fun. And yet, joyful obedience is even a little trickier because we live in kind of a culture right now. Again, Christmas this all for me kind of culture of Christmas sometimes we get caught up in is that we'll say things like this we'll say 
and you either say it out loud, you're, you're, you know, like, oh, I should do this. There's this obedience thing that we do. But then a lot of people do, and maybe I've done this too, like, ah, I'm not really feeling it. You ever done that? You, have you this week did something like, that would be really good to do for that person? Or it would be really good to, like, go to my small group or participate in this or serve this or help this person or, like, maybe vacuum my, my, my house, you know? And it's like, ah, I'm not feeling it. I don't know how that works. I mean, in task, I get that. But that doesn't always work in relationships, right? Um, have, you, have you felt that way with, like, if you're married, does that, does that come off really like, hey, I think we should go out and do something together. I think we should, hey, can we just talk? Can we, can we just really interact? Can we, you know, and when the other person says, like, ah, I'm not really feeling it. It doesn't work, does it? There has to be a combination between not just being obedient, but joyfully obedient. But where do you get the joy? I think it's a matter, I honestly think it's a matter of, of perspective. And sometimes we got to get our perspectives. When, when we look at life, I was talking, who was I talking before about this? But um, let, me give you, let me give you an example, though. Uh, a couple, few weeks ago, it was, we had some really cold weather, and, you know, it's, I'm walking across the parking lot, and it was icy, I slipped, right, just coming out of my car. I'm like, oh, man, is this how this morning's going to go, you know? So I cross over, and I look, and it's windy, and the, the recycle bins are blowing all over. And so then there's this recycle stuff, and I'm picking up the park. I'm, cl- I'm cleaning the parking lot before I'm even making it in the building, right? So I'm already, now, my attitude is getting worse and worse, okay? So then I get to the door, and somebody decided to donate some items at the church, okay? By the way... Um, if you're going to donate something, just let us know first. Don't just leave it, okay? And so Stacy, who's our campus director, said, okay, we're going to put the donations in the donation bin, which is the dumpster. So we did that. Like, okay. Then I walk in. I'm already just kind of teed up on this. And then I come upstairs, and there's Julie. Where's Julia? Julie Delaney come up. She's every, she's every week. And she goes, isn't it a great day? I'm like, And we're looking at the white caps in the water. It's cold. She goes, look at look how beautiful it is out there. I'm like, wow. It's all, yes, it's all perception, perspective, isn't it? And I think if we do this exercise, I'm going to do this, just thanking God for all that you get. Jake, thank you for that prayer today. That, that 30 seconds probably reset me. I probably would have been a little more angry even coming up here preaching today, I think. It's just because I need this moment. I need this time. It's like, God, you're so good. Look, my soul, oh, Lord, my soul magnifies you, prays to you. And I think in that place of magnifying the Lord, we can find not just being obedient, but to be joyfully obedient. Boy, that speaks. That speaks because I, I think we know, we know a lot of people that they get, they, 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 they say they're followers of Jesus, but where's the joy? Where are we finding the joy? Where are we finding that? Like, I'm just going to be faithful. I'm, I get faithful. And there is a time. I get it. You're not, you, can't, you can't fake it. I get that. But where do we find that? Because you could be right. You could have all the answers. By the way, we live in a culture. If you say Jesus is the answer, they don't want to hear that. Okay. Because as much as Jesus is the answer, he's the way, the truth, and the life, there's a different approach. They're wanting to see, oh, you believe that, but do you have anything in there that's evidence of that? 
Is there any joy that you truly believe that that is the case? Are you convincing enough to do that? Mary here, she says, my soul rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been, I love this, mindful of my humble state of his servant. He has been mindful. Boy, that is a great word. You know, mindfulness is a buzzword, you know, in our culture. But God is mindful of you. That God, when he, when, he, when he sees you, he doesn't see around you. He doesn't see over you. He sees you and where you're at. This morning, Justin, God sees you right here where you're at. Lord, Jen, God sees you. He doesn't see around you over here. He's looking right at you, and he, he loves you, and he cares for you. He's mindful. He, he, he's actually, like if there's a crowded place, you're the only person in the room that he cares about. And yet he can do that with everybody else in the room. That's how powerful it is. That's a powerful thing. And, and so then she goes on, she says this, as, as we read earlier, for now all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him. From generation to generation, he's performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in those uttermost thoughts. He has brought down rulers for their thrones, but he's lifted up the humble. You know what Mary expresses? And what we could be carriers of the presence of God to others is this, is to just be, have genuine humility have genuine humility. Now, why, why can't we just be, just, how about just humility? Why, do we need to put genuine with it? I think so, because um, we've seen a lot of false humility, haven't we? We kind of need to qualify it a little bit. We, we, we've been around it a little bit. There's people that, you know, they can, they can, you know, and especially in church, and there's this kind of the self-proclaimed martyrdom that, you know, man, if people knew all that I do, or whatever it is, and we, we, we can, it's, it's a fine line sometimes, right? It's a fine line that we find that we, we, we get ourselves in. And I, I got caught up in a little bit one time. I remember several years ago, I, I preached my first sermon in uh, southeast Idaho at this church we were a part of, and pastor let me get a shot at it and so I did that and in the lobby afterwards the one of the parishioners come up and like oh pastor that was a really good message that was you know really you know, I said wow you know it, you know it's it wasn't me it was the Lord and they're they went oh it wasn't that good <laughs> right you're like okay wow all right yeah I'm touched thank you so much but Here's what I've learned about humility. Here's what I've learned about humility. You could try to humble yourself, but the deepest level of humility is when you're humbled. <laughs> and that's when you cringe. Then you're going, oh my gosh, you know, but what do you do from that? You grow from it. You grow from it. So how do you get the perspective of staying humble? Okay, there is, a, there is an element. To, there's, the Bible says to be humble, right? To take, there's action steps to be humble. This is a perspective I'm trying to learn humble is this. To, to approach humble, humility is this. It's, to, it's not to think less of yourselves, but just think of yourself less. Don't even think you're less yourself, like you're lower, you know, everybody can just walk out. No, that's self-proclaimed martyrdom. I'm like, oh, everybody just, everybody, you know, I do all this. Thing. No, 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 don't do that. Just think of yourself less. Because what I find with the Julie Delaney coming in, she just serves. She's serving all week. She outserves everybody here. You know, and, and, I, and, I, and she doesn't brag about it. I'm bragging about her, but she just loves doing what they're doing. She doesn't really have time to complain. She doesn't have, you know people like that. Oh, I want to be like that when, you, when I grow up. Like that's, that's 
that's, there's, a, there's a working humility that's there, and I love that. That, that helps me go, because when I'm not really busy, I'm kind of depressed. And I'm not saying just stay busy, 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 and do all the things. I'm just saying there's a rhythm and flow of as I serve others and help others. As I'm, if I know I'm carriers of the presence of God where I, wherever I go and wherever I'm with, that, that actually when, I, when people leave the room, they're going, oh, what's his problem? Versus going, wow, I just feel like somehow closer to Jesus. I somehow, not, and again, not, not even mention me or you or anybody. It's just we're just carriers of his, of his presence or this, this, this work of his incarnation. And Mary, she finishes off her magnificent prayer she expresses this you know there's there's this joy of of obedience there's this genuine humility but this is what she says finally she says he god has filled the hungry with good things but has uh, sent his rich away empty he has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. So here she's expressing kind of like perspective, like look what all of God has done, look what he's accomplished, but look who, how he feeds us and what really, really matters. And I would say this, and, and for us to be carriers of the incarnation is, is have spiritual hunger, to have spiritual hunger, that we're, we're joyful, obedient, that we're you know, genuine, there's genuine humility, but there's something that we want too. There's a, there's a yearning, there's a desire that we're, we're, we're not there yet. We haven't arrived yet, right? We're actually just approaching as sojourners getting close to the Lord, that we have that in our, in our own life. You know, it's interesting the other day, I was um, working right at this moment on my message, thinking about this, and I put a ham in. We had our staff dinner over a house in the evening, and, and so I had this ham cooking, and I never got so distracted by smells. Have you done that before? Like, I had lunch. I'm like, do I need a second lunch? Because this is smelling so good. And this moment I thought about it, and I, as I'm mentioning here, was I get distracted so easily in so many things. Not only the smells, but the sights and the bings and the things that go on. And I, I'm feeding myself almost like a Pez dispenser of all these other things that are there. But do I really have spiritual hunger? Do I really have it in life? And I think there's so much missing in our culture. Again, this me first kind of culture that we live in, that we're trying to get all our needs met. But ironically, have you noticed how empty we feel? Because we're running after all these different things to fill our season, our Christmas season, and really just our lives, it happens. Came across a, a quote this week, and I, 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 I heard it several years ago, and it actually comes from a book by Mother Teresa. It's a book entitled A Simple Path. And I think we have this up here. It says this, the greatest, this is what she says, the greatest disease in the West today is not TB or leprosy. It's being unwanted, unloved, and uncared for. We can cure physical diseases with medicine, but the only cure for loneliness and despair and hopelessness is love. There are many in the world who are dying for a piece of bread, but there are many more dying for a little love. The poverty in the West is different kind of poverty. It's, it's not only a poverty of loneliness, but also of spirituality. There's a hunger for love as there's a hunger for God. Wow. She nails it. 
Brother Teresa, there you go again. I mean, you nailed it. Like, that is, that is it for us. The season of consumption really can kind of lead, you can see how it can lead to great depression in our lives. So the question simply is, are you, are you spiritually hungry? And if you're not, what are the other things and other, whatever you're doing that's trying to fill those, those gaps in your soul that not, will not be fulfilled in your life? I think we've been around the, the sun a few times as people to go, there's not enough possessions. There's not enough positions to take. There, there's not enough pleasure that, to, that you can experience. That you're going to get to the end. Like my mom used to say, we would you know, open all the gifts, consume all the food, and then she'd just go, well, that's Christmas. You remember that? Is, is that it? What do we really treat? We don't need more presents. We don't need more stuff delivered to us. We need the presence of God. And what does our community need? It needs experience. It needs to absorb and, 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 and experience this deep work of, of the Holy Spirit in their life as well. But the way it's delivered, it's, oh man, it's, it's disruptive. And it's not easy. And even our attempts to, to deliver it can be disruptive. It, it, it could, hopefully you're not breaking any mirrors as you're doing it, but there, there's a work that God's called us to do that Mary models to us. I think there's just more Marys that are needed to do. I'm going to invite our team to come as we go to prayer here. Last week we introduced this, well, just a Christmas, encounter Christmas practice, is to be present, to just kind of take that theme with us is if we're carriers of the incarnation that we're going and we're actually going to interact with people this week that the, the spirit of god christ in us the hope of glory that's in us what does this look like well again we how do we do this well we we do this with joyful obedience not just like oh i need to do this like man the joy of jesus is in me and I'm going to approach it with, with genuine humility. Like, I'm not going to make this about me. And, and just make less in, less in me, more of you, Lord. And then, and then actually, you know, actually uh, finding that you're, you're uh, what was the other one? Spiritual hunger. <laughs> Spiritual hunger. That we're, we're showing hunger. It's, it's kind of this idea of one beggar showing another beggar bread. That you haven't arrived. You know, I think that's the thing. I think people, as much as the, as much as the invitations that we give are good, all this, we don't need, we don't need more signage. We don't need more Facebook ads. We don't need more cutesy scriptures that we post, all that. I'm not saying nothing wrong with that. But what people need is you. You and I to be, to be present. Last week, it was really great. We, we did it first and foremost thing is to, to be present in prayer. And, and there's a beautiful tree back there with, with ornaments that you expressed in prayer. Last week, we had little prayer ornaments, and you could still do this. You could put, write our prayer and stick it back there in the basket, and it'll be hung on the tree. It was so neat last week, one of the members of our prayer group, our Thursday night group, went around, and they took each of the ornaments, and each of them prayed over your ornament, your prayer, and they hung it on the tree. They hooked it on the tree. Maybe that's something today you got to, man, Lord, I just need to put that prayer up and to do that, knowing that people are praying. That's a great first step. But I want to challenge us today is to uh, be present in delivery today. Who is it that 
this week that you can reach out to to do. I, I, man, these ladies groups are amazing. Yesterday we had a, our toy store helping out as a community. And great, you'll see something posted here today. You'll see that of a group of ladies, just our Monday night group. Awesome ladies, what you're doing and served. And then another group of ladies this week, I was talking with someone. They're going to go serve the, the pregnancy uh, clinic that we support, the Whatcom Pregnancy Clinic, the, the unexpected moms that, that, that find themselves in, in need. And, and so they're going to give gifts, kind of a baby shower for Jesus mobile that so they're going to deliver there. What a beautiful thing to do. I don't know what your role will be of, you know, Grubhub drivers for God. I don't know, that sounds dumb. But, like, being, being there for people, like, you know, going there, where would that, where would that look like? You know, we'll, we'll, you know, some joyful obedience, genuine, genuine humility, and just kind of a spiritual hunger. Like, God, you're at work in doing that. People don't want to be told the answers. They just want to, they just wonder, will you be on the journey with me to the answer? They'll get the answer, just like you did. Telling, I'm telling you, you got, no, telling doesn't work. Demonstrating it, carrying it, carrying the hope of Jesus that's in you. Just as Mary had had carried Jesus, we have the Christ, the, the Son of the living God living in us, that we can be the messengers. But here's the question as we go to prayer. Does he? Does he live in you? He's so close. He's so near. So wants you to just be present with him and in that presence to be present to the people around you. Will you pray with me? Lord, we, we recognize we're absolutely imperfect people. Just like Mary was. She wasn't anything special, except she just said, I'm willing. Lord, use me. And that's us today. And this week, we're going we're gonna to go into this week. We're, gonna, we're not going to do it perfectly. Hopefully, we don't hit any side mirrors along the way of our delivery. But we can't fail in love because love never fails. And so whatever we do, may we do it, of course, with the right attitude and right heart behind it and right intention. But we're not going to get it right exactly. We're not going to say the right way and, and, you know, maybe how the pastor says it or how the, 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 the other church friend does it or whatever. Lord, you, but we're not, the, those, people are, those people are not to be the ones. You're, we're the ones, Lord. You're going to give us a moment to deliver to deliver the, the good news, a great joy that there's a Savior been born, He's Christ the Lord, but we're going to do it in the way, Lord, that's going to come in a way that you're going to give us opportunity. Your Holy Spirit is going to lead us. And it's, it's, it's not always going to be easy. Lord, it's not going to, like, just flow really, really well sometimes. It's going to, there's going to be a moment we're going to have to really step out in faith. And, and Lord, we'll feel it. We'll know it. And there'll be this moment, it'll be a beautiful moment that we'll just say, I want you to know that I'm praying for you. I want you to know that God loves you. I want you to know that, that whatever it might be, the, the Lord, you'll give us the words. And, 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 and that might surprise the person, but they can tell that it's, it's real and it is genuine and, and that we're showing love and care. But we really are just one beggar showing another beggar bread. Our own spiritual hunger, Lord. We can't give what we don't have. And so Holy Spirit, we welcome you here and we welcome you in our hearts. And we ask, Lord, that you would fill us today once again 
Fill us with your presence so that we can be carriers of your presence this week. And Lord, I, I pray for those that maybe they're asking for the very first time, they're either here in this room or watching online, that they, they've never invited Jesus. Be the Emmanuel. Be God within me. Jesus, by your spirit, come in. Forgive me my sin. Lord, I, I, I make you my Savior, my Lord. And Lord, live in me and live through me. Lord, I want to be a carrier of your presence to all people this week as well. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to stand as we, as we close here today. And we just want to take a moment. And I just think that this is a moment where we can ask the Holy Spirit to fill us. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.18, be filled with the Holy Spirit. What that means is, is if, if, we're, if it's a command to be filled, that means it's an opportunity to receive the Spirit of God today. So I want to invite you as we begin to sing the song, maybe just, just lift your hands and worship, lift your hands and receive it. Put yourself in a posture and say, Lord, I don't, want to, I don't want to leave this place. I don't want to go off and do all the Christmas stuff I got to do and all that I have in my week before inviting you in to fill me so then I can be a carrier of your presence as I go into this world. Let's sing this to the get together. If you need prayer, we're available during the song and after the service. Let's do this together. Holy Spirit, come.